Good afternoon. Welcome to Screen Cleaning. We are so excited about today's episode because it's a little different. You know, a lot of times we talk about movies. Isn't that right, Cole? Yes. And there's not much going on at the movies this weekend. We'll mention one movie that's coming out. But uh, today we're doing something that you may listen to occasionally, whether you're in your car whether you're at work, whether you're exercising. Instead of watching the screen, you listen to it sometimes on podcasts. And I learned something about you, Cole. This is something that you do when you're working out. First of all, I didn't know you worked out. I love podcasts. Can I just applaud you for that? Because that I, I watch plenty of TV, but I do not do plenty of exercise or any exercise. It's March and the New Year's resolutions uh, can still be alive. Really? Sure. Because I thought they just kind of dissolved after January slash February. Not for all of us. Okay. Well, that's that's the story at Jim's. There's nobody there anymore. It's kind of a ghost town. I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> but anyway, each and every week, as you know, we do our darndest to shine a big old spotlight on all that is good. And as Cole mentioned today, that means finding the good in podcasts. But before we get to that, and uh, we are excited about that topic because coming up later on the show, Cole, who are we going to be talking to? The creator, host, and mastermind of a podcast himself, one of the top 20 podcasts, one that just had its season finale last week, Cold, This with is David Culley. This is a big deal, especially if you live here in Utah or Washington State, because that's those were the scenes of the crimes of this true crime story. And I love true crime podcasts. And I mean, it's it's really huge. I went to go do my dry cleaning the other day. And there were a couple of girls that were working there talking about this podcast. Oh, are you caught up on cold yet? Yeah. It's so, a big deal. So we'll hear from the creator himself how he came up with some of the ideas, hopefully, and yeah, what, what the process is to make a podcast. Right. So on the show, we share reviews, we share movie trailers, and we have some trailers we definitely want to share with you today. But sometimes... There are just really big announcements that we've just got to cover. And, Cole, you've got a big one that could uh, be good news or could be bad news, depending on how you look at it. It's it's news. <laughs> um, it's complicated news. The deal that we've been talking about for a long time between Disney and 20th Century Fox has finally become finalized this week. Here's my reaction for that. Yeah. It's complicated because from a business perspective, there's all kinds of things going on. People are going to lose their jobs and this is just another monopoly. But from a fun entertainment perspective, the Fantastic Four and X-Men might get to show up in the Avengers. No. No, Cole. No. We can't have any more of these crossovers unless it's like the Flintstones meets the Jetsons. That's kind of cool. That's what all of these have been. It just ignites <laughs> that childhood wonder and love of two weird things meeting. Okay, but they've, they're forgetting one of the biggest lessons in acting that there is. Less is more. So that's why when you take a step back and you do something that's not part of the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, it stands out. That's why I thought Ant-Man stood out. That's why I thought Guardians of the Galaxy stood out. And all of, you know, at least the first films of like Iron Man and 
they just they're different, and I like different because when you see so many of these movies that are interconnected, they start to bleed together, and you really don't know which one you're watching. And oh yeah, I saw that in such such a film, and it gets really confusing. But it turns out from a business perspective, more is still more. I guess. And more money is more money. Captain Marvel <laughs> came out two weeks. This is going to be its third week at the top of the box office, mm-hmm. probably. Um, more is definitely more from a money perspective. But you heard Jeff like go over some of his favorite Marvel movies. As we gear up for Endgame, we will be doing a special episode of Screen Cleaning coming up at the end of April where we talk about some of our favorite Marvel movies in a fun way. We don't want to spoil it yet, but Thank you for putting in that tuned. plug. Yeah. So you really you think Captain Marvel's going to three-peat this weekend at the box office? I think it will. Really? So you think it's going to make more money than a movie that you saw, which is not a sequel, but a sophomore pick for Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele's Us comes out this week. It is an R-rated horror movie, which... You know, I enjoy, but from a screen cleaning perspective, we're not going to talk about it. And from a box office perspective, those movies sometimes have a tough time making a ton of money. When it's going up against an easy, fun, family Marvel movie still in just its third week with the first female superhero into the Marvel universe, I think that that's still got staying power in the box office that just an R horror is not going to be able to get up to. Right. And the reason it seems like there are so many superhero movies and horror movies that keep coming out in the movie theaters is because superhero movies, although they cost a lot of money, they make a ton of money. And horror movies don't cost a lot of money, and so they make a lot relatively. Yes. Uh, The one thing I do want to say about Jordan Peele's Us is if you don't, if you want to stay away from the R and the scary there, go and pick up The Twilight Zone, which we all love oh. here. There's an episode called Mirror Image back in season one of the original, original Twilight Zone that Jordan Peele took some uh, inspiration for for this movie. I did not know that. He did. And he's he said so himself. It uses just that visual of someone that looks like you, a doppelganger, smiling creepily, and then he took that and ran with it. Well, no wonder we're going to have... Have a reboot of the Twilight Zone series starring and produced by Jordan Peele. I think that Jordan Peele was just like catching up on his old Twilight Zones. Maybe. Saw something cool, wrote a whole movie about it. We w- I wish we could say whether or not you should definitely check out Twilight Zone because we have absolutely no idea what the content of that is going to be just yet. Once it comes out on CBS All Access, we'll be the first to be watching it. I'll wait a month or two until all the episodes are there, and then I'll binge it. But (laughs) we also want to share with you another big announcement that a lot of people have been waiting years for. Hi, I'm Alex Winter. And I'm Keanu Reeves. And together, we are Wild Wild Stallions. Stallions. (laughs) We want to say thank you to you, the fans. We do. Because it looks like we might... Actually... Hopefully... Make a movie this summer. Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Yes. And it is all because of you guys, and so we owe you a huge debt of gratitude, and we wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And be excellent. Be excellent. Oh, they're so cute <laughs> together. It's, yeah, it sounds like they're really good friends in real life. That's exciting. You know, those two films were really important to me, more so the sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which... Uh, is the one where they die and actually go to hell. And then they go to heaven. Well, they go they go to hell and they have to uh, challenge death to uh, basically a game. A challenge of right. their choosing. And it's all ominous and uh, 
then it just turns out they're playing a bunch of board games. <laughs> Super funny movie. And uh, the third one, I'm sure, will be entertaining in its own right. Hopefully excellent. So, not a, well, kind of another announcement, but also a trailer for another movie that people are... It's bittersweet that this trailer's coming out. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spook. Yes. Yeah, I know. And that was his eyeball popping off. That was that little plop. That was Tony Hale as the voice of the spork made by Bonnie. And also you heard the voice of, I think, the best of the newest generation of Toy Story characters, Timothy Dalton as Mr. Pricklepants. (laughs) Yes, along with the rest of our Toy Story toys. So they're going to go on this epic adventure. The spork doesn't feel like he belongs. And so he, uh, you know, throws himself out out this window of this Winnebago. And so Woody goes after him because the spork is the most important toy to Bonnie at the time. And he happens to meet up with an old flame in this small little town. And uh, a lot of people are feeling a little bittersweet about it because they felt like Toy Story 3 went out on such a high note. It was such the perfect ending to a very strong trilogy. And I think we're all a little nervous. Are you any are you any more at ease after seeing or hearing this part of the trailer, Cole? Yeah, so I, I normally stay away from trailers of movies that I actually want to see, but this one kind of soaked in. You can't avoid the spork. You go to a movie theater, and he's got his own poster <laughs> along with Woody and Buzz and Bo Peep. Yeah. So I am going to reserve judgment until I get there. Good for you, Cole. Be the better man. Sure. So another but when it comes out, yes, I will make a decision. Okay. Another trailer that came out over this week is another one that I'm really excited for, and people are going to go bananas over this. I know it. And their social media was going bananas as well all yeah. yesterday. This is probably the best looking trailer I've seen of any of the seasons of Stranger Things. It is a solid, solid trailer. I don't, I don't know if you remember the teaser trailer that they did way back when that was a commercial for this mall that appears in season three. And it was like just your stereotypical 80s commercial where people are wearing the funny clothes. And you're just laughing the whole time because you're like, wow, I can't believe we shopped at those stores or I can't believe that we had those electronics, you know. So really fun. And Stranger Things knows that they get points for nostalgia, so they do not hold back. Another 80s icon is going to appear in season three. In season two, it was Rudy Rudiger or uh, Sean Astin. Sean John Aston from yeah. the Goonies, which Stranger Things is obviously a reference to the Goonies. In this one, you get a little snapshot of Carrie Elwes of the mm. Princess Bride fame. I think he's the mayor of this town, wishing everybody a happy 4th of July. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. July 4th is when it comes out, oddly enough. On Netflix. Now... The last trailer we had to save for the last because I just found out about this last night. I, I, I was – it totally was out of the blue for me. I knew that they were working on this second season. But this is a series that I had so – I had such low expectations for because I didn't really care about the Karate Kid all that much. But when I watched Cobra Kai, 
I binge-watched the whole thing. I loved it. It was one of the best TV shows I saw last year. Rotten Tomatoes would agree, and a lot of viewers would agree because it did tons of money for YouTube. This is kind of their flagship show, and it's it's really going to be their saving grace, I think. And season two is coming out, and we have a trailer for that now. You can go look it up on YouTube. Cole, did you see season one yet? No. You got to get with the times, Cole. It's such a strange viewing experience because it feels like you're watching a teen soap opera, but you don't care because it is so entertaining. It is such a guilty pleasure, and you have no shame in admitting that you love it. And you will too, Cole. Jeff Simpson has shows that he maybe likes more, but the one he has never failed to get the most excited about has been Cobra Kai. Yes. I'm I'm excited to see you excited, Jeff. Check it out, Cole. You won't be disappointed. You got it. Well, when we return, we're going to get to that interview. Uh, Cole is going to be talking to the creator of a very popular podcast, Cold. That's up next on Screen Cleaning. Welcome back to Screen Cleaning. I'm Cole Wissinger. Podcasts have become a great way to fit more education or entertainment into our day. You can listen while doing chores, driving to work, mowing the lawn, or uh, shoveling snow. Heck, maybe you're listening to Screen Cleaning while multitasking right now. We are honored today to be talking with David Colley. He is the creator and host of The Cold Podcast, which focuses on the real-life disappearance of Susan Powell and the suspicious actions of her husband, Josh. With new episodes every Wednesday, Dave takes listeners through the investigation and aftermath in intense detail. And since its release in late 2018, Cold has frequented Apple's top podcasting charts and enthralled many listeners, including myself. Welcome on the show, David Colley. Well, thank you so much, Cole. To start off, uh, could you tell us a little bit of your background and how you got this podcast thing started? You bet. Yeah. So I am a, uh, I'm a Utah native. I grew up in uh, South Davis County. Uh, I went to school at the University of Utah. Don't hold that against me. Uh, yeah. Got a degree in uh, broadcast journalism up there. In 2003, I went to work uh, in radio here in Salt Lake. Uh, I was with a station called KNRS for nine years before moving to KSL in 2012, uh, where I worked as the afternoon news producer for six years before taking on cold. Uh, full time in early 2018, and that's that's kind of the short version of how I ended up uh, launching this podcast. So you've got that news and broadcast background, which I'm sure helps when you're starting a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, this uh, this was an interesting project because it was a case that uh, I had covered as it was happening in the news. There you go. You know, in the headlines, and I still had a bunch of questions about it, and uh, so part of it was just my own selfish curiosity wanting to dig in and, and get those answers and the more i learned the more i thought you know I, i'm struggling to tell this story in 30 seconds on the radio why don't we find a way to bring it to a you know a, a more complete um kind of telling beginning to end and it, it seemed like the best way to do that was to just 
launch this podcast. Get a more long-form format for it all. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the tricks that I learned starting radio or you know, in just public speaking in general is talk about what you know or what you love. And so that's kind of how this came about for you as well. This, was, this wasn't just a project that got given to you. This is something that you're passionate about. Yeah, it was, it was definitely something I pitched myself. I mean, it is a little weird when you say, you know, something you love and you're talking about, a, you know, an unsolved homicide case. But, At least intriguing, right? But, but it is something that I think is very interesting. And, and I think some of the themes that come out of this uh, story are, are important to tell. And I'm very grateful that uh, KSL gave the, the go-ahead to invest the time and resources to investigate it the way we did. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, with the success of the story, we're reaching folks who might otherwise not have heard it, who might take something important away from it. I mean, let's, yeah, so we can get serious for just a second here, then talk about some of the impact that this has had, or if people have reached out to you um, in this, after listening to Cold for themselves. Cold, I, honestly, I struggle to uh, to really wrap my head around it, because certainly, I knew from my review of the story, you know, this is a, a, a story that involves some domestic abuse, uh, some intergenerational abuse among, among this family. Uh, th- there were some very serious topics to be addressed here. And after we uh, released our first episode in those first several weeks, I started hearing from people, people I don't know, uh, reaching out on social media, emailing me, uh, sharing their own stories of escaping abuse or how they are, uh, you know, listening to this with a family member or a friend and how they're having conversation about uh, avoiding these kinds of situations. And it, uh, it, it's continued on for months and it just blows me away. Mm-hmm. And you and like I said, I listen to the podcast avidly and you end every single episode with if this sounds like something in your own life or in someone that you love's lives, reach out. You give some information and everything. That's so, so important. Yeah, it is. I think to myself and to everybody else that's worked on this project. I mean, we feel strongly that uh, a lot of people listen to true crime as a genre because they enjoy digging into these stories. Um I, I personally, it's not something that I actually listen to as entertainment. And so I, I felt strongly that if I was going to be telling this story, I, I needed to have a, a reason why. Why was I, you know, talking about some of the, the really uncomfortable, uh, dark stuff that this story involves? And to me, it came back to there, there is a, a positive uh, that we can all take away from it. So let's, you're right. This is a weird thing for people to to get entertainment out of. And, and I find it uncomfortable sometimes how excited I get when I listen to these kind of things. Cause this is right up my alley. As soon as I heard about cold, I went and listened to it. I'm about halfway through right now. So we're not going to have any spoilers during the course of this interview, <laughs> but, um, I, I do. I get really excited. I've listened to This American Lives, Serial, and S-Town, and then even the Netflix documentaries as well. True crime is is exactly the kind of thing I'm interested in, and, and I haven't figured out why. In the production process, you've gotten a why for yourself, which is really, really important. But do you have any more insight on why other people find this macabre subject so interesting? I struggle with this, to be honest. I, I go back and forth. I think on the one hand, it seems to me that the kind of reemergence of this kind of storytelling, especially audio, I, you know, I'm very passionate about it. And for a long time, we didn't have that. Uh, I think if you think of old-timey radio, you know, sitting around listening to serialized stories and things, that that was something that existed that we, we moved away from culturally. And mm-hmm. then uh, technology kind of brought it back. And for whatever reason, you, you pair 
that storytelling with the uh, the kind of investigative side, right? The 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 storyline that emerges out of pursuing a story over the course of months or years, um, and the personal connection that you can make with the person who's telling the story. And I think it's kind of a mixture of all those things. Uh, you know, why we see this more in true crime, maybe than in some other other genres. Uh, it's tough for me to say. I, I'm sure there's some human nature involved there. We we all like looking at uh, things that are a, a bit aberrant and trying to understand how human nature plays into those. And certainly this is a case that is, is like that. I mean, the, the personalities are so different than the normal that I think we're attracted to trying to figure out what's going on inside some of these people's heads. And you, we get to meet a lot of these people. You went through hours and hours and pages and pages of just information to do this. What's your team like there at Cold? Is this just your passion project? or What, what are the people doing that help you out on this? Good question. Yeah, it started uh, really as something that I was working on solo. And of course, you know, I am, I'm the voice of this. Um, it, it was a, a project that I pitched that uh, I, I've wanted to do for a long time. When I got green-lighted, it was very much on kind of a, a shoestring. We were going to put this podcast together, but we didn't have a lot of, of resources to throw at it. Uh, the more it's kind of progressed and grown, we've drawn in support. So while I'm doing the research and producing the podcast, we have a very talented radio producer, uh, Becky Bruce, who is working on uh, supporting us on KSL News Radio. Uh, likewise, a TV producer, Kara Fairmont, who is helping put together TV stories that go along with this. Uh, I have a very wonderful boss, Cheryl Worsley, who is kind of managing everything behind the scenes with making sure uh, you know, timeline and, and budget and everything are, are carried out. And then uh, we have a, a lot of other talented people who I don't have time to name them all, but uh, have pitched in on, on other specific, you know, kind of points along the way. So while it is, it appears outwardly to be a one-man show, there is a, there is a team behind the scenes that's helping out. So hearing about that massive team, this is awesome, and the project is kind of coming to a sort of end with the season finale airing last week. What comes next for this case? And now for you, a man that has poured a, a few years of your life into this one project. That's, <laughs> that's a bit of a work in, in progress. <laughs> uh, right now, there are some pieces along the way that I wasn't able to fit into the main flow of, of Cold, which I'm sure some people are rolling their eyes at because we're talking about 18 episodes. Like, it's gone on too long. But, uh, a little there, longer there, than the 30-second news hits. but <laughs> Right. Um, but there are a couple of stories. So we're spinning out some bonus episodes. Uh, those are going to be available uh, over the next few weeks from our national distributor, uh, Wondery, through their service, Wondery Plus. Uh, people can sign up for that. Uh, we are also in discussion about what does a second season of Cold look like? Uh, is there another case out there that makes sense for us to invest you know, this kind of uh, time and effort in in producing a podcast to bring people this story. Uh, we haven't settled on what that is going to be yet, but the plan is uh, to come back with a season two at some point in the future. And if something were to come up, now this, by nature, the cold podcast is about cold cases, but if something new in Josh and Susan's case were to come up, would you come back to it? I would drop everything I was doing at the moment. <laughs> That's uh, what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are a few things that we know. I mean, short of, of this, you know, Susan Powell is still missing, and no one knows uh, where her body is. So say she's discovered, 
no matter what I was working on, I would drop everything to go pursue that. Uh, likewise, her family is involved in some ongoing litigation against the state of Washington that uh, we understand is going to be going to trial. I would hope to you know, stay up on that as well, because now we have uh, you know, a whole bunch of people who have been listening to this podcast, and I don't think it makes sense to just drop the story and never come back to it. You mentioned that true crime isn't necessarily your draw or why you're into this in the first place, but what are some other podcasts that you listen to just on your drive to work? You bet. My tastes are a little varied. Um, For a long time, I've listened to a show that's just called The Talk Show. It's a tech show put on by a blogger named John Gruber, who does a blog called Daring Fireball. It's a lot about uh, Mac and Apple stuff. Uh, More recently, I've been listening to Conan O'Brien's new podcast quite a bit, (laughs) a little lighter, some comedy in there. Um, And then it sounds like a shameless plug, but it's true. I have some uh, great colleagues here at KSL who produce their own podcast. Oh, please, plug away. Yeah, he does does one about the Utah Jazz. Uh, I love watching the jazz, so he does one called Jazz Notes. Uh, We've got a, a really great program here called Really Healthy. Uh, that I like listening to. And then uh, in, here in Utah, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, he's got a show called uh, Cox and Friends. So kind of all over the place, a little bit of uh, comedy, a little bit of sports, a little bit of you know news and, and commentary. And I think that's just the coolest thing about podcasts is there's as many genres out there as there are with people with a microphone and an idea. So if you're interested in just anything, search it. There's a podcast about it. Yeah, I mean, it's truly revolutionary. We're going through a period, I think, where... Uh, people are coming back to audio. And, and for somebody who's spent time in the trenches, radio, I'm sure you appreciate this as mm-hmm. well, having people passionate about listening is, is great. I love it. And, uh, find, yeah, find your show. Uh, you know, if cold's not your taste, totally understand. There is something out there uh, that, that will be your taste. And hopefully, uh, you know, if, if not myself or one of my colleagues, hopefully somebody out there is putting it on the, on the airwaves. Thank you again, David. And cold is definitely my taste. So I've appreciated what you've been able to put out there. And very seriously, I appreciate just all the good that you've been able to do with the message and the amazing work that's being able to be done through this podcast. Absolutely, Cole. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it today. And thank you again, David. We just heard from Dave Colley, the creator and host of the Cold Podcast. You can listen to Cold Anywhere you get your podcast, season one is done, but the thing about podcasts is you can go back and binge anytime. And when we return here on Screen Cleaning, Jeff, Mickey, and I will talk about some of our favorite podcasts and some of the ones that we've binged. You're listening to Screen Cleaning. Welcome back to Screen Cleaning. We just finished speaking with David Colley, the creator of the podcast Cold. Creator, host, idea man, and everything in between. Right. And what an interesting podcast. It's it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. I think I made it through uh, about an episode and a half before I decided... I'll just get the bits and pieces from Cole and Mickey, who have listened to every episode. Which I am happy to share with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm only, I admitted to the man himself I'm only about halfway through, but it is, it is engaging. If I had more hours in my night last night, I would have stayed up even longer. Wow. Yeah, we were just talking about during the break, there's just not enough time to get through all this great content that is out there. And uh, the idea of a podcast is just such an amazing thing because people like to be entertained, but what they like even more is 
not paying for that entertainment. <laughs> and I mean, there Best are case scenario, right? <laughs> there are ways to support some of your favorite podcasts, and we can talk about that later on. But the first thing we want to do is continue this discussion of the podcast and maybe share some of our favorites. There are so many different categories and genres that we could talk about, but we'll just focus on our favorites. Cole, you are probably the biggest podcast fan in this room, so I'm curious to hear what your favorites are. Well, can I connect a little bit to the last one and just talk true crime for sure. a moment? Oh, yeah. And then we can kind of put that to bed and have a happier discussion going forward. <laughs> because I love cold, because I love all of the true crime podcasts. I loved Serial, which has three seasons now. Mm-hmm. One was the best. Three was second best. Two was, mm-hmm. uh, in I my agree. opinion, I agree. I think it goes one, two, three. Is it all mm-hmm. the same best story? Or... No, 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 it's oh, so it's okay, so it's sort of an Different anthology story. podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, really well done, very well reported. Cool, I love serial. And the third one is unique because it doesn't necessarily take on one specific true crime case, it just spends a day in the life of a courthouse. And I mm. thought it was really interestingly done, uh, similar to actually what Criminal does, how they tell a different story each week in very short form. Uh, another longer one, though, similar to the first season of Serial was S-Town, which reminds me a lot of my home in a very kind of sad way. Isn't that P-Town? Anyone that has... You're from P-Town, though, right? <laughs> but it's it's a bit of an S-Town if you've listened to <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> okay. And then other just true crime stuff, anything that comes up, there's a new one called To Live and Die in L.A. that I'm very fascinated huh. by because it's happening kind of more real time than any of these other ones. He's doing the investigation and churning them out as we speak. Yeah. Which wow. is fascinating. So – this I one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, there have been three different seasons of it. I guess you could call their limited season podcasts. Um, is called Inside and then Blank, and usually it's a deep dive into a really famous iconic movie. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to all three of them, but I have listened to Inside Psycho, which. Uh, This podcast creator spends a great deal of time talking about the true crime that inspired the novel Psycho, which then inspired the movie movie. Psycho, right? So it is very much a deep dive into these three famous movies, one being Psycho, one being Jaws, and the other uh, Inside The Exorcist, Exorcist, which I have not listened to. All horror movies as well, right up That sounds interesting. Right. That's my list. And the cool thing about those, in addition to kind of doing a deep dive into all these stories, there is an element of radio drama involved with special effects effects and the creator slash narrator kind of taking on some of these roles, you know, whether it be Steven Spielberg or Alfred Hitchcock. So he doesn't try to imitate them, but it is interesting to hear it in that context, like you're listening to a radio drama. Uh, Yeah. So and I know that this is not exactly a true crime podcast, but I stole this idea from Cole, and I've been hearing so much about it. I've heard that it's the number one podcast right now, and it's the Ron Burgundy podcast. His first episode is all about true crime, That's right. right. Kind Maybe. of. So, Ron so is Burgundy, it Will Ferrell? It is Will Ferrell. And it's very much in the vein of what he's been doing lately with Molly Shannon, uh, Cord Hosenbeck, and Tish Cadigan, where they are – 
the commentators for various parades, and they did the royal <laughs> uh-huh. wedding. It's that same style of humor where it's kind of it's basically not a not a mockumentary, but it's presented as if it's real, but it's it's just a silly affair. And it's very scripted. It's interesting because oh yeah, he's playing Ron Burgundy being loose and off the cuff, mm-hmm. starting a podcast, even though he doesn't know what a podcast is in character. But it's all very red, and that kind of brings up something. I don't know if you guys notice when you listen to all of your podcasts, but depending on what you're listening to, some of them will be much more scripted than others, even ones with two mm. hosts and they yep. try to have a dynamic. A podcast that another one of our coworkers here at BYU Radio turned me on to called Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men. Let me and guess, they, Terry told you about that. Yes, okay. Terry South, our sports coordinating producer, <laughs> a, a big comic book fan as am I, told me to listen to this podcast and it's these two people just trying to explain the X-Men and they have a good dynamic, but it's you can tell they wrote it out. All of their jokes, all of their in things are just scripted and they're reading it. And that's kind of a different thing that some podcasts do and others don't. That is true. Speaking of kind of humorous podcasts, one I like is called The Mystery Show. Hmm. And I've never heard of it. It's about this woman and she solves real life mysteries, but not in the vein of true crime. I, I hesitate to say stupid mysteries, but it's just, like the best one of the best ones is her friend. She has a friend that writes a book and the book totally bombs, does not sell very well. And one day they see this paparazzi photo of Britney Spears carrying this book that nobody else in the world read. Whoa. So the mystery to solve is why did Britney Spears have the book and did she like it? Mm. And they solve the mystery at the end. There's a ton of funny. They they have a girl. They see a license plate that says "I love 911," mm. and they're like, "Why would anyone have that as a license plate?" And so she so solves solve the, the mystery. mystery. I love this idea. What an amazing it's really, idea! Really, really good podcast. Real Very low, funny. low stakes true crime. Mm-hmm. Maybe not stupid, but not that's a good affecting word for the it. world. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. You know, another podcast that I should probably mention because my sister-in-law is involved in it, but uh, Mm. she's more of a behind-the-scenes, like she writes episodes and helps with the production, Um, but it is actually – it was created by a history professor, and he's just here at UVU, I believe. It's called History That Doesn't Suck. Hmm. Nice. Like like what's an example? (laughs) So basically, you know, each episode focuses on a certain political or historical figure throughout history. And so I guess in a way it's kind of an anthology or it'll talk about a famous event. Another one that came out recently that was a a bit controversial was on Mormonism and the Mormon Trail. So and and the the interesting thing about the show is that you know, a lot of people might shy away from history because they, you know, might think it's droll or they're just not interested in it. You know, mm-hmm. I am fascinated by history. History yeah. was always one of my favorite subjects in high school. But the cool thing about this narrator slash creator is that he he presents this history in a way that all can understand and that all can appreciate because he's using kind of some uh, modern jargon and you just you'd picture him 
sharing this information with you as if you were sitting there in his class. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like you're auditing a really cool history class. Okay. That's yeah. why I like podcasts is because the information relay is really easy. I really like news podcasts. I listen mm-hmm. to The Daily mm-hmm. by The New York Times every day. It's like 20 minutes, just what you need to know today. It helps you understand the news. I also like This American Life, which kind of takes the news and puts it in a story format. And it's not always news. Sometimes it's funny stories, just kind of what it's like to live in America. So interesting, so funny. I love the production value of This American Life mm-hmm. because you can tell it's not just these two friends that had a cool <laughs> right. idea for a podcast they sitting around their They definitely have a iPhone. staff and yeah. a host and world-class reporting. When Jeff was talking about the his, his favorite history podcast, it made me think of Stuff You Missed in History Class, ah. which is a part of the Stuff podcast network, uh, <laughs> How Stuff Works and Stuff You Should Know, and then this and a couple others, part of this big podcast network, which again, kind of tears down the facade of anyone could have a cool podcast and kind of reminds you, no, these are like actual production companies right. that go out and kind of acquire these things or have spin-offs of podcasts. And, and they tend to be a little bit more popular, a little bit more accessible, I think. They're the ones that because... are more known. I tried listening to a couple of them this week. They were boring and educational, just like I thought. <laughs> mm. I'm still looking for a really interesting education, edutainment kind of podcast. Yeah, edutainment's hard. <laughs> I'm sort of guilty of always kind of gravitating more toward the movie-related podcasts, but there are some that kind of, you know, that talk about movies a lot, but then also focus on the true story aspect. So there's one that I've found called Based on a True Story, where basically it takes these films that, you know, purport themselves to be this true story, right? And some are a little loosely based on true stories, but there's an episode on um, The Social Network and an episode on Catch Me If You Can and The Great Escape, which is probably my favorite movie of all time. And really just kind of goes down the list of here's the stuff that happened and didn't really happen this way. And it's really quite fascinating. And my, my biggest problem with this, though, is... I listen to that particular podcast in a way that makes me kind of forget that I've listened to certain episodes, right? What I mean by that is, as a podcast listener, I have the option to listen to a podcast at normal speed, at one and a half speed, or at twice the speed, speed. or I have the option to listen to it at like half speed the speed. Which I don't think anyone has ever in the history of podcasts utilized, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And depending on the speed you're listening to, it totally changes the podcast listening experience. And like I said, the problem with listening to it too quickly is that you forget a lot of what you've heard. Or have I have I heard this episode before? I don't know. what At what speed do you guys listen to your podcasts? The speed it was created at, regular speed. Really? <laughs> Mickey is a truest. I mean, no rush. But, I mean, we, we've been talking about how there's just not enough time in the day to get through all this content that we have to listen to and that we want to listen to. So a, a one and a half, two times speed could seem like a good option, right? So I've been known to listen to audiobooks. 
at 1.25 is about as high as I'll go. But podcasts, especially the ones that I listen to, I want to hear that production value. I like hearing the music, the way it's supposed to sound also. And so I listen to it at one as well. I I won't go faster because I'm not in podcasts for just the info dump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Evident by the kinds of podcasts I listen to. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I, I don't listen to a lot of just boring informational podcasts. And those are the kind that maybe I would need to speed up because they're boring. The podcasts I already listen to are the kinds that can keep me entertained at just one times the yeah. speed. So here's here's an example of why maybe you shouldn't listen to those podcasts so quickly. Uh, I had a roommate once who would listen to his class lectures at like two times the speed so that he could get them get through them super quick, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot makes sense. faster than when you're sleeping in yeah. the class at the time. I'm pretty sure he failed that class. <laughs> and I remember him I remember him <laughs> making that observation that yeah, maybe I should not have listened to them at that speed. Hmm. So even if it's information you're trying to get, maybe it won't stick. If right. A lot of times I I won't listen to it at twice the speed or one and a half times the speed because the hosts of the podcasts speak way too quickly as it is. So right. it's just not really possible. But yeah. there's lots of good things to do while you're listening to a podcast. Like you could go on a walk or a hike or something. You could clean your house, you know, yeah, on your play commute. Video games what are you guys you typically doing when you're listening to your podcast? I... I play the kinds of video games that don't require a lot of my attention or my brain power. The kind okay. of just monotonous things that I can do or just computer games while I'm listening. Because I feel like I should yeah. be doing something. Right. Then I feel like I'm not just wasting away playing video games. Right. I'm also being educated okay. through this podcast. So what do you typically do when you're listening? I, I'm a video game player too. You are so, too? Yes. Wow. So My commute like to, to work is only five minutes. I know that's a big one for some people, <laughs> yeah. but I can't even – at five times yeah. speed, I can't get through a podcast okay. on that one. That's another reason why I'm listening to them at a different speed because, yeah, my commute is – Maybe 15, 20 minutes. And so I'm trying to get in an episode before I get over to work and Mm -hmm. get home. I'll tell you, I go to the gym, though, and most podcasts do keep it to around 55 to just over an hour. And that's about the time it takes me at the gym. And so that's normally perfect. Are there any podcasts that, like, get you going and get you pumped up to want (laughs) to exercise? Because usually, you know, you've got, like, some good – yeah, energetic music to listen to, but you're listening to podcasts. No, yeah, I listen to podcasts. Interesting. I don't, okay. I don't need that, like, hypey music yeah. stuff. I go to the gym because I want to. So one area or one genre of podcasts we haven't really talked much about is you, you mentioned the fact that anybody can just make a podcast, and sometimes that's a good Thing, and sometimes that's really not a good thing. So are there any podcasts that you guys listen to from people that, you know, maybe they shouldn't be making a podcast or they just have some real crackpot theories that they want to share with the world? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I love conspiracy theories. Of course, I, there are so many conspiracy theory podcasts. One is called Conspiracy Theories. Huh. There's another called Generation Y that I stayed up listening to, to just last night. 
uh, because I got into why there are lizard people out there. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where they come from, because that's the kind of stuff that interests me. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like a lizard person. So maybe, if I didn't get enough sleep or maybe, ate something that was really not good for me. think that they shouldn't have a podcast, but I'm glad that they do. Okay. Well, this isn't like a conspiracy theory podcast, but one that I found when we were preparing for our episode on fan theories was Fan Theory World. And they spend the entire episode focused on a particular movie or a comic book, things that are, you know, in pop culture that that people theorize about, right? So they'll spend the entire episode on that. I listened to one about Back to the Future and Breaking Bad. And there was an entire episode on all the movies of M. Night Shyamalan. And basically they share with you all of these theories that they've researched online and share their thoughts on them. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. Oh, when it comes to my least favorite genre of podcasts, though, you kind of touched on the kinds of people that just get together and after every episode of something, we'll just spend an hour and 45 minutes talking about that 45-minute episode. Right. There's talking so many of them out there. Sometimes works. And sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Talking Dead is probably the most famous one for Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and it's been going on so long. The West Wing Weekly is another really, I think, okay version because they actually get cast members from the West oh, yeah, Wing yeah. Wait, I like that. to talk Are they about. producing new episodes of that? No, that show is done. Yeah, so it's they just... They just watch it over. I like yeah. binge mode. Well, I don't... I, I think it's okay. I've listened to a few episodes. Binge mode does Game of Thrones. Like, they watch... An episode, and then they pick out like the main themes, and they talk about it kind of with hindsight, knowing what's happened. There's always the shtick of this. There's a lost podcast that I listen to where this guy loves it, and this guy's never seen it before. And let's react. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that your least favorite? Uh, Probably just my cynicism that it's just the easiest thing in the world. Anyone, any two entertaining people could get together and just watch a thing. Okay. So sometimes they have like good theories, and they're saying something. Uh, educational, informational about it. Sometimes they're just. What about every episode? You know, talking Not every about episode. It. Anyone of can Lost. talk about TV. Do you know what's crazy though? We are critiquing episodes where people critique episodes of TV shows or movies. That just throws my mind for a. a... Too meta. Yeah. Don't think too hard about it. Okay. Oh, this is so frustrating because I just want to go and listen to all of these podcasts yeah. that you guys just talked about, especially the one where the lady is solving these mysteries. It's that... the, one of the best podcasts <laughs> I've ever listened to. It's so funny. There is just not enough time in the day. There's only one oh. season of the mystery show, so okay, you so can do it. You have time. Now what I'm going to need to start doing is not only listening to these podcasts at one and a half times the speed, but playing them on multiple devices at the same time. One in your left ear, (laughs) one in your right ear. There we go. Yeah, that won't drive me crazy. Anyway, when we return, we wanted to talk about a very special group of podcasts that are getting a little bit of extra exposure. Screen time. Ooh, I love it. That's up next on Screen Cleaning. Welcome back to Screen Cleaning. We saved this last bit of podcast talk for the end because, you know, on the show a lot we talk 
a lot about movies and TV shows. What's on your screen necessarily, not the right. small, small screen of your phone, but the bigger screens. Right, and a lot of movies and TV shows that you've seen are based on a true story or adapted and, uh, you know, from some other source. And with this digital world that we live in, it's no surprise that uh, streaming services are doing quite well. But now people are adapting TV shows and movies from a very unexpected source, this little thing called podcasts. podcasts. Ever heard yeah. of Yeah. So we wanted to share with you a list of five that in the very near future are going to or have already been adapted into television shows and movies. A couple that I'm very familiar with and love, and I want to start off because I know that Jeff is going to um, bash it if I let him start with it. Come, come now. I love the podcast Lore. It is the most engaging and my favorite podcast that has ever been podcasted. It is about... It's this guy that just tells a story in a very structured way um, about some kind of thing in folklore, like fairies or vampires or werewolves or cannibals or what have you. And what happens to them, it's based around one important story, but he'll start with like a tangentially related thing mm-hmm. and kind of end it really yeah. well. And I love it. I get sucked in. I listen to, I've seen, this is the only podcast I think I've ever listened to every episode of, and it's got quite a few. Have you listened to uh, any of his other podcasts? I have not. So he's got another one called Cabinet of Curiosities, where like these little strange things happen. And these are like bite-sized episodes of podcasts. Mm. So if you can't quite commit to 30 minutes, check out this one. It's only about eight minutes long each episode. Or if you want a more in-depth look into something that he's researching, you'll want to check out Unobscured. And this entire season is dedicated to the Salem witch trials. So, nice. yeah, so it's kind of... Or not nice if you're a witch. Right, oh. so it's kind of even more in-depth than lore. So I I want to... I, I know that I've not been kind to this particular podcast creator's narration voice. I listen to this sort of thing. I do voiceovers professionally, and so it's very much at the forefront of my mind and a lot of other people's minds because this does seem to be the number one complaint about the podcast is the is his voiceover. However, I just went back to the very beginning and just tried to get a sense of what his voice sounded like for the very first episode. And it's a lot more conversational, natural. Not every sentence ends with the same inflection. And so I think I liked it when it was more of a grassroots campaign show and he would use filler words like um and yeah and, uh, you know, so it wasn't that unpolished, like it's still scripted. But the way he was voicing it back then before they had a bunch of funding and the audio quality may not have been as good sounded a lot better to me. Interesting. So go back and listen to the beginning and maybe by the time you're, you know, caught all up then uh, it won't bother you as much. The first episode is about Dracula. I That brings up an interesting conversation of how we listen to podcasts. Some you can't even find the first episode. It can be really tough to search through episodes yeah. to find one that's mm-hmm. interesting. But lore, all of them are available, at least where I get my podcasts. And I just start at the beginning, go from there. And there are two seasons of this TV series on Amazon Prime. And oddly enough, season two does not feature his voiceover. 
So they may have gotten some feedback there, but you can check those out on Amazon Prime. Another one that you can check out on Amazon Prime is Homecoming. This one probably has had the biggest budget of any of these podcasts turned uh, TV series Mm -hmm. because it actually, when it was a podcast, it already had like an all-star cast. David Schwimmer, Catherine Keener, and Oscar Isaac, I believe, was on the podcast. So real professional actors. And now the show's got Julia Roberts. Huge name, right? So of all of the TV shows I watched in 2018, Homecoming at the very top of my list for Mm. best TV shows. High praise. It's crazy because it was the most thrilling TV show I had seen all year. And yet, when when you finish watching it, you realize, you know... Nothing really happened at all, <laughs> but it was just so edge of your seat. And I, it was a, a weird experience because usually something happens when you have thrilling experiences like this. Mm-hmm. But really, nothing happens. All star cast there, too, with Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulrooney. They've done a couple of things together in the past. And Bobby Cannavale, I'm not sure how you say it, but he's the Italian guy with the teddy bear eyebrows that is in everything these days. Mm-hmm. But check that out if you don't mind hearing some swearing. That's really the only content issue that you need to be aware of. I watched it through VidAngel, and so I didn't have to listen to any of it, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you really like Alfred Hitchcock, that's the one for you. It's Absolutely. very much a tribute to him. Right. So, Mickey, I know that there's one that you're crazy about that they're going to be turning into a TV oh, series. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm crazy about it. I am mildly intrigued. Okay. So this is... Uh, the case for Adnan Syed, who is the subject of the first season of Serial, which I believe was like the most popular podcast ever. If you look at by episodes, still today, the first episode of Serial is in the top 50 mm-hmm. of what people are listening right, to. Right, and it yeah. came out you know, years ago. So now they've HBO's adapted it into some sort of documentary, I think. I'm not sure if it's it's going over the serial case or if it's kind of furthering it because I understand things have happened since the podcast ended and because of the podcast. They're kind of, HBO's kind of going gangbusters with the documentary right now with that, mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a docu-series, so there's few sure. parts, yeah. but definitely interesting and all because of a podcast, so that's cool. That's crazy. I can't believe the influence that podcasts are having these days. So a couple of other ones that we want to mention, I'm not really familiar with either of these podcasts. I might want to check them out. Cole, you're familiar with Welcome to Night Vale, right? And, and it it does its best stuff in the podcast format. So sometimes it's best to leave some things to the imagination, and Night Vale has a very very obscure and abstract way of explaining things where it doesn't seem like they are grounded in reality. It's a scripted kind of narrative story sure. where it's fic- It's this fictionalized guy in a radio studio talking about what's going on in his town, Night Vale. Hmm. And the things he's describing don't always really make sense. It's a sort of um, Lovecraftian horror, interesting, into, like weird things that oh, I totally don't always check translate to the screen, but they're gonna try because it's a famous podcast. Yeah, and... what I read, they kind of compared it to Twin Peaks a little bit. If yeah, if we're gonna put it into a screen, that'll probably be what it looks like. And okay, that's so a good vibe. What excited me about that is that I read that uh, one of the writers from Breaking Bad is—I don't know if she's running this show or if she's just going to be writing the show. Uh, Jennifer Hutchison, I think. 
Um, so that intrigues me. It's going to air on FX. Interesting mm. thing about Night Vale for me is it's one of the... F- it is the only podcast where I've gone to a live showing. Every time you listen to a podcast, and it's especially fun when I'm listening to one from like 2015, and they're saying, hey, come and see me at this theater this weekend. <laughs> Wait, where did and you I'm see like, it? Oh, darn, I just missed it. But I did go to a live reading of an episode of Welcome to Night Vale here in Salt Lake City. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for you, Cole. That seems like an interesting experience. So those yeah. live podcast things, very fun. Yeah, I highly of, recommend. Lots of people do them. So the last one before we get to our panning for good segment is one called The Bright Sessions. I've never heard this, and I'm actually, based on the description, surprised that Cole has never heard this. But it seems like it's a a podcast about this superhero therapist, <laughs> and I'm not really sure... Uh, what the TV show is going to look like. But since every other show on TV right now has to do with superheroes, it's no surprise that they're making a TV show out of this. So as you know, each and every episode, we love to end with our panning for good segment. There's good in them dire hills. So this one is worth mentioning, this podcast, I should say, because we there's a BYU radio connection involved. So one podcast that the people upstairs, meaning management upstairs here at BYU Broadcasting, they've been singing the praises of since ever, ever since they decided they wanted to get into the podcast game. It's a podcast that is directed, geared more toward younger listeners, called The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel. And each episode is, you know, maybe about 15, 12 minutes long, and it's a serialized podcast. So every episode, it's going to end on some sort of a cliffhanger. Oh, boy. And there's this mysterious school that's involved, and all of these kids at Mars Patel's school start disappearing. And so they start trying to do some detective work to figure out what is going on with these disappearances. And who is this mysterious guy that leads this school that is talking about all sorts of weird stuff. So um, it is produced by the same production company that is based out of New Jersey that is going to be producing a modern tale of Treasure Treasure Island. Island. Here on BYU Radio as well. Gen Z is the name of the production company. Sam Payne is involved in it as well. He kind of helped in the casting process, and I believe he will be heard in the cast as well. So that is something to look forward to on BYU Radio. And I'm so glad you brought up the tween audience of podcasts because podcasts can get stuck in this 20-something young millennial audience that a lot of them are geared towards. And even a lot of the ones that we talked about as well because we're all millennials in this room, different stages of our millennialness, but we're all there. You're a millennial. (laughs) The claim has been made that I'm a, a millennial on this show and on the Matt Townsend show. And uh, it's just not true, folks. It's just not it's true. true. You're a millennial. I'm sometimes a millennial, sometimes Gen Z. I'm definitely a millennial, and I definitely love podcasts. <laughs> You're a fluid so millennial? Mm-hmm. I didn't think you could do that. You try to do it all the time, Jeffrey. <laughs> no. No. But I'm glad that you brought up a, a podcast for proper Gen Zers beyond just uh, our normal millennial fare. And I know that there are plenty more out there, and I, I can't wait to start you know, rifling through them and seeing how many I can listen to on one and a half times the speed. 
in my car on the way to work. That's going to do it for this episode of Screen Cleaning. We've mentioned so many different podcasts, and it's free entertainment, folks, for the most part, unless you want to be an an avid listener and a great listener by donating money to these great causes. Join us next week on Screen Cleaning. We're here each and every week, Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio.